right, episode seven. Welcome to the Football Frame of Mind podcast. Uh, first and foremost, how you doing, bro? We doing good on this end. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, man. All right. So, uh, actually, if you watched last episode, we concluded our preseason breakdown of college football. So it's time to get into some pro game. Uh, we're gonna break down some things. But first and foremost, man. So what what do you think about the, the NFL uh, in its current state? Mm, I think I think the NFL is in a really good place right now. Uh, although I don't really care for a lot of the politics and stuff that gets included. But as I mean, from an actual game perspective, I think we're probably at a peak right now of just like athletes and just playmakers. It's just it feels like every year they're in such such high of surplus that it's so hard to even keep track of. I think there are a few things that we'll probably get into about things I like and I don't like. But, I mean, for the most part, the NFL, I feel, is like a really good place money-wise, football-wise, athlete-wise. It's still pretty entertaining to watch. The offenses are nice, wide open. The running running backs are kind of in a weird place right now. But for the most part, I think the NFL is in a really good place, though. Okay. Well, we can get into what you don't dislike and like right now. Like, what what is something you dislike about the NFL? I probably would say something that's kind of, I'm not going to say indifferent with, but uh, you look at, let's talk about quarterback money. So we'll just say in the last two years or so, quarterback contracts are shot to the roof, mainly because AKA Deshaun Watson with that big contract he got. And uh, unless the NFLPA would approve, like I guess to go up on the salary cap, that's going to really make it hard for some teams to like, they want to keep their franchise guy, but at the same time, you still have to build a nucleus around those guys. I'm just worried that it's going to become, well, we can't afford to, so we're going to draft a guy and try to get as much winning out of the first couple of years off that rookie deal to where we don't have to pay the quarterback so much money to where you're not cash-strapped trying to fit everything in the salary cap, looking like the Saints every year, trying to finagle way through the salary cap. I think that in a kind of the way the running back position is looking, man. You have really good backs. Dalvin Cook's still a free agent. And Ooh. five, ten years ago, that doesn't happen. But yeah. I think the running back position is now it's like, why do I go for a one-back workload when I don't have to pay this guy and I can bring in two or three guys I know I can interchange out? And if we're averaging four yards of carry, the running we're running the ball well enough to open up the pass game. I don't have to pay a one guy, even if that guy might be the best back in the league. It, it, I think it's kind of put a damper on the position, and I don't know where it goes from here five years from now, honestly. Okay, understandable. Good points, good points. So I'll dive into the quarterback comment, your quarterback comment. Um, so the quarterback uh, contracts to me, uh, obviously, Deshaun Watson had a, you know, had a market changing deal, right? Guaranteeing mm-hmm. all of his money. Uh, so it's, uh, it, it, like I said, it broke the market. But at the same time, I put the fault at the player, you know, because, mm-hmm. yeah, they dangle that little, that, that $270 million contract into you. But guess what? You signed for five years. Your team ain't going to have no help. You ain't gonna be able to get nobody because you are mm-hmm. both of the salary. So exactly. So you my thing travel. is we can we can blame the the market or Deshaun Watson, 
But shoot, blame the player. They keep taking it. They keep taking these big contracts, right? One, they want to make all this money. It's fine, man. But you're gonna be good with maybe fifty million dollars less. Like if yeah. you really think about if you think about the bigger picture and you want to win, you want to have more chances to win later on in your career when mm-hmm. your athleticism goes away and you're basically, you know, Tom Brady back there. You want to be able to win later, which is what Tom Brady did. You know, when he made all his money, they didn't win much. He always took pay cuts, though. That's something that's definitely not very prevalent because I think even in his prime, he was taking pay cuts all the time so they could try to surround them with talent. And unfortunately, I don't think a lot of guys think like that. And when he did and when he did take uh, the money, they had a nice long dry spell before they start winning again. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when he took some more pay cut, they start winning again. So. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, 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 people asking, like, "Oh man, how does Tom Brady do it?" That's how. That that's how he does yeah, it. He doesn't the, take having the, he doesn't take aside. all the money for himself. Like it's simple. You mm-hmm. ask Aaron Rodgers, asks probably the same thing. Well, why I'm not winning? Because you took all the money. You get fifty plus million a year. Yeah, you. There's took only all so the much. Money. At- there's only so much salary cap you could fit in that man. And that's, that's only that's so much scouting you can do. There's only so much scouting you can do. Like, eventually you're going to have to pay guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can build through the draft if you have a big guy. But, like, if you don't you have – You still have to pay uh, people at some point. Yeah, if you don't have a, a great, like, scouting department, if we're talking, like, let's say the Patriots. Like, they always find guys diamonds in the rough, right? But a lot of teams ain't that fortunate. So they no. <laughs> right, they pay all their money to one guy, and now they're wondering why they either don't make the playoffs on their fifth coach in 10 years or things like that. Like you ask those questions, but that's why. So mm-hmm. I don't really put I don't put the 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 blame on on the owners or whatever because look no, I put it on the players, honestly, yeah, because I, I mean you're because putting you want to win, but you're gonna have to take a break. You know, well, yeah, because I mean, dude, you can only fit so much in a yearly salary cap, man. And if you yeah. want to be able to have good, decent players like core players on both sides of the ball, there's only so much of that pot to go around. You can go and get paid, but don't expect to make a playoff run. And if you do, you're not making it forward because you don't have the guys necessary. And if you do, you might have it for one year and you're going to have to either cut ties with people. You're going to have to restructure contracts. It's going to be freaking salary cap hell trying to figure that out. Exactly. Exactly. So in your second point about the running back situation, like, okay, so when we were coming up, everybody had a good running back, right? You know, running backs were a premium in that first round, you know, Mm -hmm. like you needed a bell cow, right? But, Mm. like, teams like the Patriots, teams like uh, the Steelers, teams like that that go – or the Colts, actually, that kind of went running back by committee, kind of showed the league that you don't really need a guy to carry that load because there's been so many running backs that haven't panned out being picked that high. And then Mm -hmm. when they do, they want these big contracts, right? And one name comes to mind. Uh, I don't know if you remember Amon Green from Pittsburgh. Not Pittsburgh, but uh, Green Bay. Green Bay. Yeah. yeah. 
So Wait, when they had, had all like two yeah. seasons, yeah, he had like two seasons of like sixteen hundred yards plus. So he got in free agency and signed with the Houston Texans. And when he got in Houston Texans, they thought they was getting Amon Green, but they was getting Green Amon, <laughs> not the same guy. <laughs> so you know, so it it. it yeah, that's a turnoff, man, when you're trying to pay these guys. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, now you're strapped to this guy. Right. So I think the running back hasn't been devalued. You can just get a lot of good guys. You can win more games spelling the running back. You know what I'm saying? So I just think I just think um I think you to even be a good running back, you have to be able to do everything. But yeah, you Those can't just backs. be a running back. You have to catch too, block, pass, block, all that good stuff. Exactly. So a lot of the top guys don't do everything well. So mm-hmm. why pay a guy to do one thing well when I can get three guys that can cover every single point of a running back? Mm-hmm. Run, and, yep. and he can block. Why, why do mm-hmm. that? I can save millions of dollars against the salary cap by just getting three guys for league minimum and then mm-hmm. I can pay them something or if they get good I can trade them for another guy that can do exactly what he do for less so it's it's completely mm-hmm. like the running back hasn't been devalued I think it's actually gain value because a lot of guys can get picked later in the draft and not even you know and play and not even miss a beat can get adequate playing time don't have to sit the bench like simply, you can go to a small school and get drafted and have good minutes, and then end up making that big contract later because, believe it or not, somebody's gonna be a dummy and pay you. So, believe it or mm-hmm. not, that's just how it goes, man. So, I wouldn't say devalued. I, I I would reword that. I guess it would mean that franchises don't look at the position the same way as like how you put like you don't have to put all your eggs into that one basket. If you if you have a guy that's really good at pass blocking, cool. You can run that guy in certain schemes. If this guy's good at just running the ball on third downs, you got a guy that's good catching out of the backfield, you can run different offensive schemes and different play sets to where you can utilize those things and still get what you need without having to pour all your money into one guy. Exactly. And I think of uh Saquon Barkley's situation right now. Like they're yeah. looking like he's probably gonna hold out this year for a big deal. And yeah. We see what happened the last time a big name guy did that, and uh, when he came back, he was not the same guy. True, true. But for for Saquon, it's it's not a function of his ability; it's his availability is the problem, right? Mm. He is one of those rare guys that can do all three. He can catch, he can run, he can block, he can do it all. But his thing is injuries. Are we really going to invest in a guy that can't give us? at least 75% of the games a year because we're mm-hmm. in a tough division and we need help. You know what I'm saying? Now, so, last year was the first year in Hawaii he was actually freaking healthy. That was like the first year with three years that he didn't really have injuries like that. And he was productive. Exactly, but exactly, how much money are you going to put that that's going to keep field, happening? Yeah, and him being on the field is a, is a very important thing for them. Like, I don't think they have the success they had last year without Saquon. No. You know what I'm saying? So... And mm-hmm. Daniel Jones too, but at the same time, but they both go hand in hand. I don't think you can win. Yeah, if you don't have Barkley, you're putting all that on Daniel Jones. And I'm not saying Brian Dayball can't get the most out of Daniel Jones, 
But Daniel Jones isn't that guy that's going to carry that entire team without having somebody else there like that. Yeah, It's just not going to happen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like I said, man, like if I had to give my overview, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, great points. But if I had to give my overview of the NFL, it's in a good place. Obviously, it's quarterback friendly. You can't win without one. Um, and your quarterback, you can win with a with a quarterback that can throw the ball far. Like he has to throw the ball far. Uh, he has to be able to stretch the defense. Um, I don't think you win mm-hmm. with game managers nowadays because no, defense is too fast, talented. Yeah, you're gonna have to make a play, and you can't just have anybody back there. So I think everybody's kind of searching for that guy, and. And even if you don't have that guy, you're going to struggle in the playoffs. You might get there, but a team that has a guy like Aaron Rodgers or a guy, um, if I'm thinking about like Patrick Mahomes right now, like when you have a guy like that, beating the average dude is not that hard because Mm. I'm going to be able to beat you because I know what I got. And mm. a guy that, you know, like uh, I think about the Redskins right now. Or, sorry, Commanders. Uh, think about the Commanders right now. And they have um, a quarterback controversy this year. Uh, do we Sam go Howell. with uh, – Yeah, we go with uh, Wentz or we go with uh, Taylor oh, they Huh? Wentz is a free agent. See what I'm saying? So now mm-hmm. – all right. So now we go back to Taylor Heineke, right? Like, I no, think he's in he's Atlanta. A, he's in Atlanta now? Sam Howell's the guy this year. What? Heineke's Desmond Ritter's oh, backup. They, they got rid of Heineke, dog. You serious? I'm being serious. He's in Atlanta. What? Atlanta what? got rid of Marcus Mariota. Okay. So they got okay. Desmond Ritter and Heineke. Now. So Washington's all in on Howell, at least for this year. And if I mean if they suck and they but, fall, they might get one of those guys at the top of the draft. But you know what? I'm actually I actually think that's a good thing, though. I think that's mm-hmm. a real good thing for Washington because Sam Howell can spin it, and he ain't he's scared good. to spin it either. So he's very underrated. Yeah, so I think that's a good move for them. And then they just pick up Eric Bieniemy too. Like he ain't mm-hmm. gonna have no quarterback that's scared out there. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's a I good like offensive coordinator. A good fit. I, I like both of those moves. I like both of them. So, but yeah, man. So, um, like I said, my overview is in a good place. It's a quarterback friendly league right now. And um, my biggest storyline, since we'll go into that uh, storyline, is uh, Mahomes. Is this is this his his era? Uh, is this his era to really say he's one of the best quarterbacks? And I, I would say it is. Uh, I think he's the guy to beat. I don't. I think, think he's already cemented that. No, I don't think so. I think it's more he could do. I think. It's I think. Yeah, I think he's going to be able to do more. But I think he's he's definitely already put himself on top of that pedestal. Is he's the guy that everybody else has to go through? Yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, like he really has. This is like I said. This is his era, and I, mm-hmm. I just want to see how good, how much more he can do. I mean, he's been MVP a few times. He's won two Absolutely. Super Bowls. He has two Super Bowl MVPs. So, like, what else can he do? Like I said, the AFC runs through him. Anybody mm-hmm. looking to make a step forward in the in the AFC, you got to come through him. So I'm excited to see what else he can do. 
to just kind of further mm-hmm. his Hall of Fame case. You know what I'm saying? Like, can he be undisputed, the best quarterback to ever play the game? Like, that's where that's mm-hmm. where he's headed. Like, he's headed into waters that only a few quarterbacks have been in. So I want to see how far he can go. And this is his time, man. So uh, he's going to have many challengers to try to challenge him. But he just has too much. And I think he's got to I think one more storyline that's just not as important, but I think they go hand in hand is who's going to be that number two. Who's going to take the step forward and say the number two behind him? Is it going to be Joe or is it going to be Josh Allen? Because I think they both have a really good case, but the thing that Joe Burrow has on Josh Allen is Joe Burrow's been to a Super Bowl. Right. And Josh Allen, I mean, I think he could get them over that hump. But, man, like, Cincinnati, besides last year, has always had Kansas City's number. Is Buffalo going to take that jump this year? Or are they going to be able to silence the haters and be able to put Cincinnati down and be able to put the Chiefs down? That's a big deal. And, and you know, Lamar just got his money. So yeah. Now, I mean, you still got to go through Miami and them boys, too. Right. So, now what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Justin Herbert with the Chargers, yep. he's pretty yep. good. You know what I'm he's saying? He's up there, so, too. And then you got some young guys that just got drafted that are looking to kind of stake their claim to the league, too. Uh, I yep. think Anthony Richardson going to the Colts is awesome. I would love Getting to see him trip. on that turf running fast. Um, I just think you can, you can, you have to be able to use a guy's skill set. Like, I mm-hmm. think back in the day, we used to try to fit a, a square peg in a round hole and try to mm-hmm. make a guy that's good at running. Right. You try to make them into something they're not. And it didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? So I think they, I think the Colts are going to learn from their mistake and they're going to really, really use him like that. And I think that's one of the guys that's coming up. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I said, the AFC is a. AFC is tough on these quarterbacks, man. So, oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, most definitely. So, um, like I said, one more storyline that I'm looking at is uh, is the coaches, man. I want to see uh, I want to see what these new coaches do. Obviously, the Colts have a new one. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to see what the Panthers do with Frank Wright. Um, mm. That's time- a really good fit. What was was his time with the Colts uh, something that was his fault or management? Is he really a good coach? And he has his guy. He has Bryce Young. That's his quarterback. Mm-hmm. He drafted him so he can mold yeah, Jim him. Caldwell there too. Yeah, he can mold him exactly how he wants to do it. You know what I'm saying? And you mentioned the guy um, well, before we got on the show, Sean Payton. Uh does he have some magic left after taking some time off? Um, and oh, yeah. um, so definitely, yeah. he's got it. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying what, what, that's a tough. That's a difference, man. You're going from the NFC South. You're questionably in one of the hardest divisions in football. You're going through Mahomes. You're going through Herbert. I don't really see the Raiders being anywhere in that conversation but i mean the afc's tough man the afc runs the league right now easy yep hey but that's just how it is man like back in the day the nfc used to run stuff that's true. yeah back in the, day, the nfc was was the tougher conference you know what i'm saying so we just shifted through time you know what i'm saying but you're gonna like my take on the raiders as we get uh 
further in the show. I got a definitely yeah. a surprise for you about the Raiders. But like I said, we you know what I'm saying we went through the overview storylines. So let's get into a breakdown of this uh NFC South, man. I know this is kind of your stumping ground. Um so let's let's get into it, man. So uh I believe the Buccaneers won the conference last year. Uh Tom yeah. Brady's last season, obviously, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> uh so Tom Brady's last season, obviously, the Bucks win the conference, uh losing record, by the way. It was eight and nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, but they did win the conference, man. But that conference was up in up in arms late in the season, man. That the division Panthers, was a dumpster fire, man. The Panthers had a chance to win it, and then the Saints had a chance to win it, and then the Falcons had a chance to win it, and then the uh, the Bucks just kind of pulled it out at the end by winning a bunch of games in a row. So, um, like I said, man, uh. Definitely a, a a cluster of teams that on a good day can beat the Chiefs, and on a bad day they're probably gonna lose to the Browns or something like that. So, what what's your take on the conference, man? Like, what what what's your take on this conference? I think division? the NFC, I think the NFC South in its entirety has been a a pretty good division for a long time. But we're going through a kind of a turnaround right now. A lot of the older guys that were here, and we're going to talk about some of these guys later, but like really good quarterbacks, really good key players on these teams. We're starting to change the era. You're getting a lot of younger guys in here. I think it's kind of a rebuild of a division. I mean, we've obviously had turnover. You said Carolina, they got a new head coach of Frank Reich. Uh, Tampa Bay is kind of up in the air right now because if they have another down year, you're probably going to be looking for another head coach. Uh, Atlanta's kind of an interesting one. Uh, they've got a pretty good young head coach, and they've had a lot of good splashes in free agency. But their big question is, uh, is our defense going to be able to hold? And what does our quarterback room look like? What what kind of quarterback play are we going to get out of it? Uh, you look at the Saints. The Saints ended the year with a top five defense. But quarterback play was really inconsistent. No disrespect to Andy Dalton. So he said there's not 32 guys that are better than me. I would probably have to differ on that. But uh, I think it's a division that's – He ain't even better than A.J. McCarron. He playing in the XFL. Let's just say that. Yeah, I would agree. I I think – and we're going to start breaking down teams and kind of seeing where our perspectives are. In its history, it's not a bad division. But right now, I think we're kind of in a rebuilding phase. So I'd probably say in the next three years or so, this division is going to probably be one of the better divisions in the conference, hands down. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, man. I Like I said, I think this conference is actually open to anybody, for real. Like I said, mm-hmm. man. Um, it's wide open. Yeah, everybody got, everybody got a chance this year, man. So those conference games that they play against each other are probably going to count. They usually count twice, but I think it's going to count mm-hmm. about four times this year. Because they're gonna beat up on each other. So if you can win those conference games, like you're gonna be pretty good as far as the standings go. So if I had to start with a team to break down, I'll start with the Bucks since they won uh conference last was the division okay. last year. So I'll start with the Bucks, man. Um obviously Tom Brady leaves. Uh so that changes things a little bit. So I'm not sure who that quarterback is. I don't even know what kind of team they're gonna have, bro. They've got two guys they're leaning on right now. It's either you got Kyle Trask, who got to sit behind Brady for I think a year or two, 
and they went out and they signed Baker, which that's uh, that's a that's a segment in itself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's their two guys they're trying to figure out right now. Yeah, man. Like, like I said, I don't know what they're gonna do, and I feel bad for Ty Bowles, man, because. Uh, it's another jet situation. Yeah, man. But I don't like, think he's he, the greatest head coach either, but he was he was so it, it was tough because he feel like he's in the same spot again. Like <laughs> they, you know, like he did so good his first year with the Jets. And then after that, Ryan, they bet on Ryan Fitzpatrick having another Fitz Magic season. And uh yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah. So then after yeah, that, and then you found you drafted Donald. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to fix it and things like that. So now, like, I, I don't know what kind of team they're going to have this year, man. I don't know. And I, I think, think they can be at the bottom, bro. If they implode, I don't think he's going to be there. And they already fired Brian Leftwich. So I can only imagine what they're going to do next. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to fire him. And then they back to being the Bucks. Of old, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if the if there's one franchise, one franchise that had hung their champion their their coattails on one championship, it was the Bucks. They talk about that so much. That 2002 championship where they had that crazy defense or whatever. So before that, that's uh-huh. all they could really talk about. But you know, uh-huh. obviously Brady had other plans down there. But uh, but this coming in this season. I don't. I don't think they're gonna finish. I think they might be at the bottom, dude. I think mm-hmm. they might be at the bottom, and um, that's just kind of how it is, man. Like I said, you lose a good player like Tom Brady who can do his own thing, man. Like he ain't got to really, he, and the coach ain't really got no say when it comes to Tom Brady. He done did enough and won enough to to really kind of just do his own thing, and it worked, obviously. So this season, you don't have that. So what are you really going to do? What's your direction? That's what I want to see. And um, if I had to if I had to break down another team, I would say my team to win this conference, I think, is uh, the Falcons, dog. That's the team I, I really look at because offense is really going to be the key in this in this division. Uh, and, and they have some weapons. The only question I have is who's going to throw the ball because yeah, I think, I think they're rolling with Ritter, man. I think I think they I think they're confident in him, but I think they got Heineke as like an insurance plan in case things don't work out or Ritter gets hurt, maybe. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, like I said, if 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 they go with Ritter, then I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know how good he really is when the when the bullets are flying. You know what I'm saying? So, but Heineke, I've seen some good things when the bullets are flying. So I wouldn't necessarily just give it to Ritter because Heineke's but- a tough guy. You know what I'm saying? He's had some good things and some bad things, right? But I felt I feel like if he gets the job and doesn't have to look over his shoulder like he did in Washington. I think he's actually a really good quarterback, and he can take uh-huh. that next step. But I felt like when he was in Washington, he had to look over his shoulder at Wentz the whole time because they were spending a lot of money on Wentz. So it's like, well, if I 
if I throw a couple interceptions today, they're going to yank me out. So I have to be extra careful and that makes you make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? So I think this, this year, if he can just, you know, clean slate, if he gets the job and can do his thing, I think, I think they can win a division because they have weapons. I love Kyle Pitts. Uh, they have some good running backs. Drake uh, London is really good. Um, he's a really, really good receiver. I did not think he was that good coming out of USC. I knew he had some game, but I didn't think he was that good. <clears throat> so I think uh, I think they can win it. So and then obviously, you know, you look at the Saints. Uh, they have you know they have a lot of weapons as well. Defense is really good always good in that in that division so they give people you know they give people what they what what they want every sunday on defense i love camp jordan uh he ain't going nowhere <laughs> and i love uh the middle linebacker i forgot his name but mario davis yep i like him he's a nice he's a hitter i like him a lot so um like I said, like the, the biggest thing, I think the best quarterback wins this division, man, honestly. The best quarter, quarterback that plays the best is probably going to win this division. And you guys, uh, you guys, I think um, you guys picked up uh, Carr. Uh, so Carr's done, Carr's done some good things, man, and his, he's done some great things in his career, man. He's done some bonehead stuff, too. But uh, mm-hmm. I think – I think uh, – I think he can do that. He's the most experienced quarterback coming into this season in this division. So if yeah, you hands pick, down, he's got the most experience. Yeah, yeah. So if you had to pick a team, I wouldn't even be mad if you went with the Saints to win. I just think the Falcons have more weapons and under the right quarterback. <laughs> you can do Bruh. I don't know, man. Bruh, I'm telling you. All right, hold up, hold up. Before you, before you put your, before you push back on me, hold up, hold up. Let me break okay, down. You the get, Panthers. Then I want to let you get everything you got out. Yeah, let me let me break down the Panthers. Right, the Panthers are in a, a weird case, for real, because nobody really knows what they're throwing at you. So they could really surprise some teams because they got a new coach, a new quarterback. So they could really throw a wrench in everybody's plan because don't nobody know how to scout them yet. So if they take strides next season or year after this year, that's when mm-hmm. you'll see what kind of team they really are. But they could really throw a wrench in everybody's plan because they're new. So mm-hmm. that's that's like the sleeper team in this division. Like if they if they sneak up on some teams and gain some momentum. Anything is possible, man. Especially with a young quarterback that don't really know much in this league. If he gets some confidence, it's a wrap. <laughs> he gonna be he gonna be nice. So, like I said, I got the Falcons winning this this division, but mm-hmm. by the slimmest of marches. <laughs> Slim. Okay. So me, if I'm gonna start from bottom to top, I think Tampa, like you said, is in the worst spot. Uh, your quarterback room is probably one of the worst quarterback, if not the worst quarterback room in the league. Uh, you do have good weapons on offense. I mean, you're bringing back Mike Evans. You're bringing back Russell Gage. You're bringing back Chris Godwin. You got good weapons. You've got a subpar offensive line. I just, I just don't see it. I think their defense might still be okay, 
But I think their offense is going to be really dysfunctional. I just, I just don't see them getting any higher than four. And I think that's as much we need to talk about them. Now, three and two are kind of more for debate, so I'm just going to talk about them separately. So the Falcons, like you said, I think they're in a really good spot. They've got A.J. Terrell and them boys on defense. They made some really good signings in free agency. Uh, you look on offense, they're probably going to roll with Ritter. Then you're going to have Cordero Patterson. You're going to have B. John Robinson. You're going to have Drake London. Yeah. You're going to have Kyle Pitts. See? They've got they've got weapons, and I think Arthur Smith is a good young coach. I just don't know if they're there yet. And like like we said earlier, I think it's really going to fall on quarterback play. If Desmond Ritter plays up to his potential, Falcons could be really good. I, I've I've liked Ritter since he was at Cincinnati. I think he's really good, and I think playing for Atlanta now is a lot different than it was playing for Atlanta three four years ago. So I think they're in a good place, even like how you said about the Panthers, even if it's not this year, a couple years or so, yeah, I could see Atlanta being a perennial contender to win the division. Uh, if you're going to look at the Panthers, the Panthers' defense is still going to be pretty good. You, you bring back Jeremy Chin, you still got Brian Burns, you still got uh, quite a uh, – J.C. Horn, Derek quite Brown. a few guys. Yep, Derek Brown's back. Uh, there's another guy from LSU. I forget his name. He's another corner. But when you go to offense, they made oh, some good signings. Uh, the uh, corner, what is his name? Jackson. Dante Jackson. Yeah, Dante Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I think their defense will be still solid. If you go to offense, they signed a couple guys in free agency. They got Miles Sanders, left Philadelphia. He's there. Yeah. Adam Thielen got released by Minnesota. He's there. Now, those might not be great names. But they're veteran presences. They can go and they can contribute. I think Frank Reich is a good coach. I just think Indianapolis just it got sour and they just didn't really fit. I guess the vision he had. I think this is a really good place. He gets Jim Caldwell to go out there with him. He gets the best quarterback in the draft and Bryce Young. Uh, I think they could really outperform expectations and they they could possibly win the division. Best case scenario, they could win the division. I just – I need to see what Bryce is going to do. And if that defense plays up to their potential, yeah, Carolina's got a real shot. And if we're going to talk about the Saints, we've already said their defense is perennial top five. You, you're coming in with Cam Jordan. You're coming in with Tyron Matthew. You're coming in with Marshawn Lattimore, Demario Davis, Fred Werner. We know who they are on defense. Yeah. You look at the offense, the offensive line's still there. Ryan Ramchick, Eric McCoy. Uh, you're, they drafted a guy in the first round last year at tackle, I think. I'm forgetting his name. He's supposed to be really good. Uh, Chris Olave. You bring, Chris Olave had probably one of the best seasons last year. Mike Thomas is supposedly healthy for the first time in four or five years. You've got Alvin Kamara, who's going to play supposedly. We don't know what's going on with all the other stuff. But they went out and they signed Jamal Williams as well, who's a really good – I mean, I think he led the league in touchdowns last year. It was uh, so I think, Denver, right? Denver? No, he was with Detroit. Detroit, right, right. Okay. Yeah, it was him and DeAndre Swift were in Detroit, and they're both gone now. And uh, just like just like the other teams, I think the biggest question mark is quarterback. I mean, I think Derek Carr has shown really good promise. Obviously, anybody that can put up and play in Oakland and Las Vegas, hey, bro, kudos to you because that's been a dumpster fire for a long time. I think his pros have been a lot better than his cons, but his cons have really sucked. When trying to throw – sometimes you're throwing your team out of games 
because some boneheaded throws. But I think it's it's crazy because if that team isn't as successful as they should be this year, they're going to be running off their head coach and they're going to have to find somebody else that can really utilize. Because I think if he's with the right head coach, with the right offensive coordinator, I think that offense can really pop. But uh, if I'm just going to guess a division winner, I like Atlanta. I think their talent is there. But if I have to guess, I think it's between the Saints and the Panthers, and I think the Saints will slightly get it. If Carl plays really well, I think it'll be a runaway. If it's kind of a meh, I think they might win by the skin of the teeth. But I'll, I'll go with the Saints. Just I think just rosters better than all the other teams. Okay. Nah, man, great points. Great points. Uh, if I had to, like, give some pushback, man, I, I just think – I just think, man, I love Derek Carr, man. He's such a good quarterback, man. Like, I, I really do think he could be great. Like, I think I think he's had so much, so many opportunities to be a great quarterback, man. And um I, I would I would even go and say that it's not like he didn't have any weapons in Oakland and yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah, he had questionably better weapons. I'll agree with you. When you have Josh yeah. Jacobs, you have Darren Waller, Hunter yeah. Renfro, Devontae Adams. I then, think um, it's um, – um, yeah. um, My boy who got uh, arrested, Henry Ruggs, he had him too. So it's like it's like what, what I'll get into when we break down the NFC North, right? Is uh, how much more can I can I give you? Like what what else? What else? What else can I give you to help you win? I, I I I've given you offense. You've had offense. You've had offensive weapons. You've had offensive line. You know what I'm saying? What else do you need for me to help you? Because now you got the money. So I don't think money is the issue. So now mm-hmm. what what's stopping you from taking that next step? Because sometimes you're just good. Sometimes you're not great, right? So what, oh, oh, and they got Foster Moreau, too. Right. So and, and this year, the Saints would, would have a better defense than I think he's ever had. So he's never now, had. He's had good players. but Yeah, like good players, but not like whole defenses, right? Mm-hmm, so this year, he's got three levels of great defense. So if you throw us out the game, then it's all on you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So and I agree. Uh, so like I said, man, that's the only really pushback I got, man. I think like I said this division is going to be won again by a smallest of margins. Like it's not mm-hmm. anybody who wins it is not going to be a runaway. I just think the games they play in division are going to be like tough. They're going to be old school AFC AFC North type. You know what I'm saying? Where every mm-hmm. game is like. Pins and needles, you know what I'm saying? It's important, you know what I'm saying? So, I, like I said, I just think it's going to be a, the closest division I think we have this year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like I said, they're not going to get three teams in the playoffs. Let's just say that. They're going to have one one playoff person, <laughs> one playoff representative from that division, and that's it. So, so yeah, man, great points. Great points, man. Great points, man. So, uh, like I said, now – we're going to get into our favorite segment, the best segment of all segments, the top five lists from the Football Frame of Mind podcast. So I want you to lead the honors today to talk about us and be breaking in a pro game, man. And I want you to break in this top five, man. Let's go. 
Yeah. So uh, we're breaking down the NFL. We're just going to do a good top five. I think you start off at the quarterback position. I think today we're going to do the top five NFC South quarterbacks of all time. Now, I don't mm. think that this quarterback room is very deep with a lot of really good quarterbacks. But I think there's anywhere from five to ten guys that could easily be on this list. Now, I think you will agree with the people I have, but I don't know if you agree with the order. Okay. Okay. Nah. Hit so me. Hit me I'm looking now. When I grade these players, I'm grading them on just their time with that team. I'm not going to grade their career as a whole. I'm going to grade their time in that division. So at number five, I'm going to go Michael Vick. I think revolutionized mm. the quarterback position. Oh, oh, oh shit! Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm gonna have oh, I like that. I like that. So. I'm going to have Vic at five, man. The guy took the game by storm. The guy was a cheat code. Everybody played Madden 04 back in the day and wanted to play with the Atlanta Falcons. Just so they could run. My favorite. Just so we could run from end zone to end zone and never get tired. Uh, Michael Vick, really prolific player. I love prime Michael Vick on the Falcons. Obviously, he had gotten in some legal trouble, came back and rejuvenated his career with the Eagles. I really love Michael Vick as a person. I have him at top five. Okay. At number four, this one might be controversial. I got Matt Ryan at four, another Falcons quarterback. I think Matt Ryan, for the majority of his career, has been a pretty decent quarterback, top 10, top 15 quarterback. Uh, he's got an MVP on his resume. He does. He's been to one Super Bowl. Obviously, we all know 28 to 3, you know. 28 to 3. But <laughs> I think uh I think for the most part, <laughs> I think Matt Ryan's been a pretty good quarterback. Obviously, he just he's been consistent, but just not a great winner of like big time games. But I respect his game. I respect him as a person, as a player. I've got him at number four. Number three, I've got Cam Newton. Okay. Okay. I think just because obviously both of these guys have an MVP on their resume. They both have a Super Bowl appearance. But what Cam did in his MVP year, I think, puts him over Matt Ryan. He led them to a 15-1 and regular season record. Completely took the league by storm. Nobody could stop him. He could throw the ball. He could run through people. He could run through defenses. Uh, obviously, when they met Denver, it didn't go as planned. Yeah. But I think Cam, as a whole for the Panthers, I think Cam had a really good career. Obviously, he had some injuries that really derailed his athleticism and his game. But as a player, I mean, the dude was awesome. Probably one of the strongest quarterbacks we've probably ever seen. Strong arm. Dude was freaking huge. Over, what, six foot five, six foot six, 200-something pounds. That's a big quarterback. But, uh, yeah, I've got Cam at three. If we're going to go down number two, I'm going to put Tom Brady at number two. I think Tom, from the instant he got in Tampa – Obviously, he changed the culture. He said, okay, we're not going to be a mediocre team no more. He instantly made that team a Super Bowl contender. First couple years, could not get through New Orleans at all. That division ran through the same time. Brady had fits trying to get through New Orleans. But, hey, he sent Drew Brees out on a sour note. The Saints had a better team that year. The Saints probably had a good chance to try to make a run. Tom Brady put him out, and Tom Brady went on to win a Super Bowl. Obviously, Tom Brady could probably still play, but he's not playing. But I think his three, four years he was in Tampa, he made such an impact that uh, I think he's a number two man. I think he's just 
one of the greatest ever. And uh, I mean, this should be no surprise. If we're talking number one, we got to go Drew Brees. Come on. Maybe the most underrated quarterback of all time. Got damn near every passing stat of all time. I think he threw for 5,000 yards four or five times. Through, completed over 70% of his passes. God knows how many times. Class act, clutch player, doesn't get a lot of recognition. Probably the most accurate passer I've ever seen. Drew Brees, quite possibly top three quarterback in my book. He's number one in MC South history. Okay, okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. So we're gonna have a uh, we're gonna have a little bit of uh, the same. We're gonna have a little bit of the same because I, I wanted to add <clears throat> people from like before the NFC South because a lot of the teams was in the NFC Central. Um, yeah, but when it was the 49ers and teams like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, nah, we're just going to keep it fair. We're going to keep it like that. But uh, we're going to have a little bit of the same. If I had to say five, I'd say Cam Newton because uh, Cam Newton took the league by storm, you know, after Michael Vick. Um, but my, um, like I said, he, can, he turned that franchise around. People don't understand mm. – that the year before they got Cam Newton, they was like one and fifteen. Like it, wasn't even, it wasn't even it wasn't fun to be a Carolina Panthers fan back then. Like I mm-hmm. felt for people that watched all that. Jimmy Clausen coming there playing. Like I do Jimmy Clausen was <laughs> he was bad. No, bro. Bro, and then it was hard to watch. If you go back to his high school days, it was like he supposed to be the next Joe Montana, bro. I was like, dude, he had the hype, man. He went to (laughs) Notre Dame, but uh, he was one of the quarterbacks like Brady Quinn, just not, just not that guy. But you know what? Like I said, off subject, off subject. Like I said, um, Cam Newton's number five, but Mm -hmm. Brady Quinn, I think he got a bad rap because. He, he went, went to, to Cleveland, Cleveland Browns when and they were like at their worst. I'm a I'm a firm believer that anybody that go to the Cleveland Browns back then, like your career oh, they were was screwed. done. You you was Fact. done. Anybody anybody defender kicker, the final pitch up. Your career was over with. That was a dumpster <laughs> fire of a franchise. No matter who went there, what you did, how good you was. They just couldn't get out their own way. But mm-hmm. I digress. Like I said, I just think Brady Quinn got a bad <laughs> rap. I think he was a yeah. way better quarterback than that. And, and Cleveland Browns just kind of just beat him up. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like I said, Cam Newton, number five, Brady Quinn, underrated, underrated draft bus. We'll say that. Underrated draft mm-hmm. Uh But, uh, like I said, number four, I'm going to go – I'm gonna go Jake Delong. I'm gonna go Jake. He's like six for me. He's right there, just because he was there the longest. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four for this reason alone, because he really kind of was a journeyman guy, but when he got to the NFC South, he became a Pro Bowler, like maybe three or four. I want to say he had a good run with Carolina. You know who originally drafted him? Huh? You know who originally drafted him? The Saints. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Saints. Let that one slip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when 
But when he when he became a starter and came mm-hmm. to the Carolina Panthers, like he really showed what he could do. And and at the time, he was the top guy in that conference, other than Michael Vick at the time. So he led them to the Super Bowl. He did. And that's why that's ultimately why I put him fourth. Because that playoff run was not supposed to happen. It was not mm-hmm. supposed to get past the wild card game. They wasn't supposed to get past St. Louis in a divisional round. And they sure as hell wasn't supposed to beat Philly in the championship <laughs> game because I thought Philly was going all the way. So they was mm-hmm. definitely not supposed to do that. And then they go and go toe-to-toe with the GOAT Tom Brady to the point where Tom Brady had to earn his paycheck that night because that defense. Boy, Carolina was, ran the table, dude. Bruh, Carolina almost ran the table against them. And it took a legendary – it took the dude to kick the ball out of bounds on the kickoff for them to lose that game. Mm-hmm. That's literally how they lost it because I felt like – if they would have got a full field to stop Tom Brady, I think they would have because they had some studs. They had Dan Morgan. They had a Julius Peppers on there. They had mm-hmm. a, a guy with a last name, Mentor. He was good. Yeah. And they had another cornerback that was out there hitting people. I can't remember his name, but he was good. And that defense was hungry and nice. And you had two stud receivers on offense. Musa Muhammad, Muhammad and-, and Steve Smith. With two good mm-hmm. running backs that people don't talk about, Steven Deshaun Foster. and Deshaun Foster. So that team really, really, really definitely kind of brought everything together when I talk about mm-hmm. this. And Jake DeLome is number four, man. He was clutch. I respect that pick. Yeah, he was clutch. He was nice. And, you know, he did his thing, man. Like I said, number three for me is Michael Vick, man. Like, talk about. You know, a guy that took the league by storm, took college by storm. Uh, first overall pick, they didn't know what to do with him, but they tried it and it worked. You know what I'm saying? So he was exciting. Obviously, he got into some trouble, which kind of stunted his career. But I think his time in, and we're going to talk about the time in the NFC, uh, NFC South. Like he was box office, man. You talk about a guy. Oh, yeah. Talk about your guys that are. are or or important to uh, the game. Uh he changed it, man. Like everybody needs a mobile quarterback, but there'll never be another Michael Vick. I don't care what nobody nah. said. Not that fast, no not that quick. That strong arm. Big arm. Big arm. And left-handed. Let's say that too. So a lot mm-hmm. of people don't a lot of people don't understand is left-handed dudes is tough to guard because they you don't see them very often. So Mm-hmm. Uh, there won't be another Michael Vick, man, and uh, he had those defenses uh, scared every uh, every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Christmas games, whatever. He had them scared, and he had some good performances in the playoffs, man. Like I said, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, going to Green Bay and beating them when they had Brett Favre in the snow, like making them look stupid. <laughs> on national television, bro. Like, and then you know, I was gonna say, they made it to an MC title game with him. If I'm not, I think they made it one time. They did, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, man, a lot of things. And he got the first, uh, first 1,000 yard season as a running as mm-hmm. a quarterback. So, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, his passing was up and down, but he made mm-hmm. so many splash plays that could change a game in an instant. 
that didn't matter as much. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he's number three, man. And uh, number two for me is probably going to mirror you. Um, I think Tom Brady did enough in his time there to be coming to a new conference and a new division and really kind of just taking it by storm. I, I, I agree. He did his thing. And I can't go wrong with uh, I can't go wrong with him being number two on my list um, because, you know, he did enough, man. I mean, being the first guy to lead his team to the Super Bowl that's hosting the team, like that, mm-hmm. that never First happened. time ever. Yeah, like the first time ever to have a team that's in the Super Bowl be the team and the hosting. Like that's, that's out of this world. But for him to really kind of bet on himself and come there and dominate like that, I think it was really cool, man. Like, it's really cool to kind of see because everybody, they, oh, you can't win without Bill Belichick. You can't do it. No, nah, you can't. He do had it. to go out and prove himself. And he proved himself, man. Like, that was that was a, that was Tom Brady, man. And, and the first year. No, it wasn't the first year. year. It was second. Was first it? Or, first or second. Whatever it was. I think it was second, yeah. Yeah, but still pretty much same thing. Yeah. First, second, third, he came in there with a mission to dominate. And they fixed that team up. And to be honest with you, the team wasn't that different from Jameis Winston a year before. Oh, they didn't do much else. It was almost identical to the same team from the year before. Exactly. So my thing is, which is why I was really angry about Jameis Winston, is because you had 5,000 yards the year before, but you had 30 interceptions. So imagine – if you and you know fumbles, whatever turnovers or turnovers. If but imagine you, if he cuts that in half. Yes, that's that's my point. If you cut that in half, I don't think they get Tom Brady because they know no. they got a younger guy at a discount, right? Even though mm-hmm. they signed him to an extension or whatever, but they had a discount with a guy they can believe in. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have to go get Tom Brady. But I tell you what, they don't regret getting Tom Brady. That's oh sure. no! Yeah, they don't because, because you got the hardware and it worked. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, man, uh, number one, like I said, we're gonna mirror each other at the top. Uh, but I say uh, Drew Brees, man. Um, I just think about his overall impact, man. Uh, like I said, I lived down there uh, in New Orleans uh, all the way to 03. I think that's when I started living living down there, visiting with my auntie and everything. And uh, I saw what Katrina did to the city, man, and it destroyed it. But I tell you what, getting Drew Brees was a big part in rebuilding that city. And sure. um, mix him with some guys like Marcus Marquise Colston, uh, some hella good receivers. I can't even name them all. But I know oh, Pierre Thomas is there. can talk about that. You had Deuce McAllister uh, still there doing his thing. Um, and then, I mean, you got Jonathan Vilma. I mean, the defense was nasty, dog. Like, I know uh, Darren Sharper had some off-the-field issues, which we're not going to get He was into, a monster. But he was a monster. Roman Harper was a monster. Like, you had a monstrous team on defense. I don't care about no bounty gate, man. They was out there taking souls. And they was hitting hard. And I liked it. I'm a defensive guy, bro. Like, if we're going to pay somebody, we're going to have a pot. 
in the locker room, hell, let's do it. Because, look, we're not out here hurting nobody on purpose, but we out here playing football. People get hurt yep. all the time. So, like, dude, I don't really – I don't care too much about that. But if we're talking about a guy that put it all together, that connected that city to the team and everything, it's Drew Brees, man. Like, that gave that city some hope, and that he he built that team up. And he had some stuff to prove because he came there, and they said he couldn't play no more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, just think about that for a minute. Like, the team that drafted you – Drafted another guy. You get hurt, mm. which technically makes them go with the other guy by default. You wasn't done yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you leave, and they say you can't play no more. And then you come there, and you just kind of turn into the greatest quarterback ever, almost. Like, he's at least top two, top three, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Because he did some things. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I had a discussion with a friend of mine, and I didn't put Drew Brees on my list. And I was upset that I missed out on Drew Brees. I forgot all about him. And um, I I felt bad because I was like, man, that dude was excellent, man. He's an excellent quarterback, man. Little guy with a great big heart and a big-time game, too. So I I think he's number one, man, in the NFC South for sure. Uh, I don't think it's debatable. It's not. I don't. I don't even think you can argue anybody else because he's got the numbers, he's got the performances, and he's got the ring. So, mm-hmm. like a lot of the other guys, even if they were as good and as electric, they don't have the ring to match that. So that's, that's yeah. And awesome. look who they beat to win that ring. Right. You know what I'm saying? Look who he did to beat, beat, beat Peyton Manning. Manning. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So then, you know, it's like, like I said, he's just a great leader, man. Great, great guy, man. Like I said, I just, I just think above the NFL, the the play, he's number one for what he did for that city, man. That that's number one for me, hands down. Like hands down, he's number one. So, Drew Brees, number one, good guy. Yeah. So that's my top. Can't five, argue man. with that. Yeah, man. Like I said, I think I think we had a we had a good list, man. We had a good list. I bet I shocked you with Jake Malone, though. Man, I wanted to put Jake in there. I just I couldn't. I feel like I could have made a case for it, but I'm like, man, I just can't. I couldn't. His Super Bowl run was so great, but I couldn't put him above those other guys because. If I could have put him above anybody, it would have been Vic because two other guys had MVP seasons, and their MVP seasons were really good. But even if you're looking, I mean, what the guy was able to do, nobody else would have predicted all the Panthers are going to find their way in a Super Bowl against in the middle of a Patriots dynasty where Venetari had to kick them to win the game. I mean. Bruh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, dude. I, I watched – excuse me. I watched this Super Bowl live. They was going to beat Tom Brady that day. They was going to beat the Patriots that day if dude didn't kick the ball out of bounds. I'm telling you. I don't they think. They put them automatically with the 35, I think, huh? Yeah. Yeah, like literally. All you got to do is get like a couple of first downs, right, and you kicking them. And you right there. It was, it was the worst ending to a Super Bowl ever. And the game was so damn good that that's not the way you want to end it. You want either Tom Brady to score – 
and get a touchdown or all the way down from the 20 and then kick a field goal. But to Mm -hmm. kick the ball out of bounds, man, like you can't have that. You got to kick it straight or something. Hell, you could have squib kicked it for all I care. Don't kick the ball out of bounds, man. I mean, a squib kick really wouldn't have been a horrible idea, honestly. Bruh, man, if you because I think I think I'll blame dude in terms of like he can't kick because obviously he can kick because it got him to the world, it got him to the super. But I mean, not on that day, not on that play. I just just think I think it came down to nerves, dog. Like I don't think people picked them to win, and and now we in the game with a chance to hit a Cody Parky situation. Right, and I just think I just think he hooked that thing, man, for real. But I just I just don't think you can you can't do that. You just can't do that. Yeah. You can't put <laughs> you can't a, a team on the verge of doing a two or a three P and putting them in position to win like that. You just Yeah, man. You can't, you can't have it. You can't do it, man. So uh so yeah, man. Like I said great, great list, great list, man. So like I said, this is uh episode seven, man. I hope y'all really enjoyed it, man. This is our first uh nfl episode and we just want to keep giving you guys great content and uh we're gonna keep going with this breakdown in this pro game man nfl is awesome to talk about um some great great teams great storylines so anything you gotta say before we get out of here bro man uh we're really excited to do nfl content we didn't want to burn you guys out of college football we love college football but at the same time the nfl is in a really popular spot right now we really want to talk about all these different storylines these different players so as for this video just like comment subscribe just be patient give us feedback we would love to start getting comments we figure out where you guys are at and what you guys like but we're going to continue in the nfc we'll pick another division we'll have another top five segment and we will uh, keep giving you guys this kind of stuff I couldn't say it better myself. All right. Uh, I'm Cam. That's Brandon. This is a Football Frame of Mind podcast. We out.